Hello and welcome to the Pro Detailer Magazine podcast. We are on our final episode of Series 2. It's sad, it's sad, but you know what? We have got a special treat in store for you, a very, very special celebrity guest in the form of Mr. Alan of Medcraft. <laughs> did you just say celebrity guest? I did say celebrity <laughs> guest. Hello. Hello. I've heard you cackle before. <laughs> <laughs> Even before this, there was no cackling until he said the word celebrity. Like, <laughs> See, I recognise that noise, but I'd never put the face to it. It was always dark at the time. Mm. Um, so today uh, we're actually doing a very late podcast. Normally we do them in kind of mid-afternoon, but at the moment uh, we have been all over the place. Alan has come all the way from Bonnie, Scotland. Hello. And uh, set off from Elgin, which is basically North Poland down a bit. A little bit. And North uh, Poland Downs. Uh, no, and down a bit um, via Glasgow, I would imagine. Aberdeen. Aberdeen. So, yeah, generally a lot of people say, why are you all up there and think you can do international training? You can come to a legitimate international airport at Aberdeen. And Aberdeen's yeah. nice Scotland. Yeah. Well, it's rich <laughs> nice Scotland. Scotland. It's, well, it's very great. You're talking to somebody who's actually never in his life been to Scotland. Mm-hmm. Well, I've uh, been to a lot of Scotland and it's very nice, all of it, uh, apart from bits. But, Aberdeen is nice. It's like yeah. our connection to civilization. So if we want to go to see, like, big shops or big global brands that's where we need to go you go to the big tesco there. go to the big <laughs> shop no really just to go on a right tangent in elgin we're blessed because we're this weird kind of we are technically a city because we have a cathedral but i'd say we're like the size of a town that you yeah. would have here i've um, seen it on google earth but randomly everything's 24 hours all the garages the tesco's the asda and it's that weird thing that we're like oh we it's become a luxury to just go to these shops or garages or late nights to get these things and then i land in aberdeen after a late shot. night flight back in from whatever country I've been training in at the time, and you're like, "Oh, great! I'll just grab a, you know, caffeinated beverage." I think it's because that far north, you have you have that day that just lasts yeah, just for keeps six going. Yeah. Time. <laughs> but then you can't. Uh, I land in Aberdeen, and think I'll get a quick caffeine drink and a cake to drive home with, and nothing's open. But it's full of oil riggers and uh, strip joints, from my memory. Yeah, so but they've all like they're all still offshore making their money. And what know. the strippers or the oil rigs? All of them. <laughs> All of the money. Everything's greased. <laughs> Dear God. What are we? We're, we're, we're just less than three now. minutes in. And we're already talking about grease poles. Three minutes in. Yeah. Well, to be fair, when I picked her up, so so just to fill everybody in, uh, I've been up and down to the NEC Classic to shoot various things, and then I came down to Reading to pick you up at Swallowfield. And uh, you, as you were leaving, you told Pete Davis of Design by Detail. Um, who we keep mentioning Pete on podcasts. I know, he knows. Random random clown. And then he messaged. Yeah, it is. It's like we're just name-dropping the celebrity of Swallowfield. Mm. Um, the. And <laughs> the, yes. the one and only. And Alan turns around and says, if I dial 555, it's my emergency, come and rescue yeah. me. And right. I, admittedly, I turned up in a pretty scabby Subaru with warning lights all over the place and no suspension and, and stuff like that. 100% there. Like we were um, saying it, we've known each other in this industry a long time, but mm. we're definitely two people that um, like to use a little bit of innuendo in our day-to-day discussions. We like to put, so, put a stick in it. Yeah, yeah, when you put the two of us together, it definitely calls for a yeah. secret word. Yes. So I thought I would make him aware that if I say or text 555, it's gone too far. Come get me. It's secret word versus safe word as well, because we've always had the safe word. Always. Numbnuts. I thought it was potatoes. No. Oh. Oh, shoot. Wow, we've gone all this time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we've never had to say it. (laughs) Oh, Ian's got in control of the buttons. So, um, and then, uh, yeah, I picked up and told you here. (laughs) Okay, hands off. Um, So, uh, what we're going to talk about is lots of exciting things today, as you can imagine. Um, But what I wanted to do was touch for a bit on, Alan, you have had a rough as buggery last year, haven't you, with with the health side of things. Mm. Um, And we don't want to go into too much detail because Alan's already done that and I felt slightly sick at the, at the things that he had to go Safe through. Safe word. Yeah. And um, so basically you you have a sort of a uh, a chronic thing that actually is in my family too, but I've escaped it too. Um, five. Yeah. Well, I, just, I <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't wish it on anyone, so high five to you. Yeah. Um, and um, as a result, you had what they call a flare-up. Um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no. No? No, so I never had a... Would I have a flare-up? No. So 10, 12 years ago, just before going full-time in the industry, actually, which we just mm-hmm. talked about. Thank you, Ian, for reminding <laughs> me about that. It's a long um, time, isn't it? Yeah. Whilst I was still in the Air Force, I had an operation called a hemicolectomy. Have it in the Air Force when you're on BUPA and getting paid top-whack money. Mm-hmm. Um, which knocked me out for a long time, like now, which was they went in through a beautiful little scar around my belly button and took out my um, appendix, the right-hand side of your bowel and the first loop on your right-hand side. 
gone. Uh, now, is that your big, your big intestine? Big bowel. Your colon? Yeah, so that came out because it was all inflamed with Crohn's. People can Google if they want, but I advise you don't. It's not nice. Don't do the image search. Don't do the certainly. image search. Yeah. Just do the text thing. Um, so I had that and naively had forgotten how long recovery was at the time because, you know, it was 12 years ago and I was mm-hmm. getting paid and, you know, uh, Sarah's mum uh, put me up at her place. So it was all very comfortable for my recovery and whatever else. Um, and this time around, what happens over the, the years is scar tissue gets tighter, tighter, tighter. So if you can imagine, pretty much since anyone has ever known me, in the background, I've my bowels slowly been getting tighter, and I'm making up with more issues as you do. But you just live life. We've talked about it earlier. If we talk about and your, your voice gradually goes up, doesn't it? That's yeah, just you get tighter and tighter. Like like, Mickey, yeah, Mickey Mouse before <laughs> you went in. Yeah. So this scar tissue was getting tighter. So over time, we've been trying different medications, different things to make life as comfortable as I can with this scenario I've got. But knowing an operation was needed. Mm-hmm. But me and Sarah have just been through that period of life of having children, so we were delaying it past that time so that it could be a more convenient time to have a more long, workable long, yeah more manageable time yeah. to have an operation I, yeah I of suppose. which then um pre-covid i was in quite a lot then during covid when avoided going in but february i went in daughter born in march congrats then i well done me that wasn't in my notes that's yeah. in memory yeah. <laughs> then uh love you <laughs> a couple of times Don't worry, um, they won't be listening. a couple of times went in and out of hospital for roughly a week's period mm-hmm. uh, anyone that follows our social and basically what had happened is an abscess is growing on that joint internally to the bowel and it got so big it decided to see if it could go outside the bowel mm-hmm so that happened went in and they can apparently you don't have to go in for an operation you can just go on steroids and antibiotics and magical drugs and wait about seven days and it might or may or may not seal itself back up so mm-hmm. we tried that and i went home and then i detailed a big massive man van you know like basically a volkswagen crafter but man van, van yes looks yeah. epic honestly those yeah, things yeah. are cool uh that's my sparky's van so i detailed that on the saturday didn't feel so good so he came and helped me then sunday i went into hospital and turned out yeah that abscess had got big and burst through again so Ouch. uh the thursday they chopped it out mm. so and they cut you open from from tit to tip pretty it's, much yeah at from, any point did you try radweld no but we thought about it uh <laughs> Not from the top either, you know, like the oh. foamy one, just in from the bottom. Mm-hmm. From, the, from the rear exit. Yeah. Well, it's closer to the, you know, instead of going all the way through the small bowel and everything. Just no, you should have had and it'll be fine. Yeah, and yeah. you just do it like when you're greasing anything, just do it until it starts coming out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like and then it stops, stops, hopefully. Yeah. I do, I do miss a grease nipple on a car. None of my cars have grease I nipples. I don't have now. a grease nipple. In and around my trouser area. Oh, okay. So, you know. Okay. All right. So keep away. Keep away. <laughs> we were going to. So yeah, that happened. Then I had what is the standard? I think about two and a half weeks recovery. Yeah. I uh, went home for my daughter's naming day. Is that what you're calling it? Yes. Uh, because we don't have a religious christening, but we want to legally have guide parents, which is the non-religious oh. way of uh, godparent. Yeah. So basically, if anything, God forbid, was happened to me and Sarah, we've we've allocated the people by law who would look after That's a, Georgie. I'm bitter that I've never been asked to be godparents. And the one thing is I'm completely non-religious. Do, do you want mine? Well, no. Well, you can well, now exactly. be a guy. Hell no. Yeah. You're, no. Complaining and, about and, it. <laughs> and now I know there can be a civil one so that my yes. atheism doesn't get in the Honestly, way. Honestly, and they are fantastic things. Like we've, oh, we've either always completely avoided religion Sarah and I, but my family have always done religious stuff. Yeah. This is a random tangent, I know. It is. And this bit in the middle is fantastic. I think it's just a, such a great way, especially the way we are with all these multicultures, multi-stuff going on, that you can bring everyone together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's more just about the the purpose of the event yeah. rather than all the background stuff. Um, so it means both our children have both had a day that is all about them, but there's still the legal thing of, God forbid, something happens, these are the people we want to look after. <laughs> to the poor sods. <laughs> and children. no priests, which is always optimal around children. Uh, high five uh, potatoes <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I have this naming day and then on yeah. Sunday I go back in hospital because I had infections and then I nearly get over the infections and then in hospital I get COVID and then I spend a week on a COVID ward and then I get out and then I have 10 days isolated at home without my family and then everything goes back to normal well they said you should wait 12 weeks before doing anything and you're on week 8 and you've just flown down here and are doing a training weekend and all sorts of bits and bobs this doesn't go out to like medical or insurance people does it no excellent no then yes that happened you say you were without the family were you in the man cave at home or were they just elsewhere no so through covid when i was traveling and teaching and going into red zones and stuff 
I was following all the guidelines and staying in the man cave. But this time around, uh, because I legitimately did have COVID and it was quite rough, weirdly, I don't want to get into it, but... You put the, them in the man cave. <laughs> <laughs> weirdly, the guidelines are that I could go home and my family could be there and mm-hmm. we could do stuff and they wouldn't have COVID. I don't understand it, but we were not taking any risks. And my wife anyway had already planned to go to her mother's and take the children because I was meant to be in Belgium teaching um, Rupes and ID and all that sort of stuff out there. But that trip got cancelled because I'm in hospital. So it just strategically worked great that she went off to the mother's mm-hmm. and I had 10 days in the house uh Barely getting upstairs, but I managed uh, to get over COVID and do that isolation period. Okay. Well, yes, because your time in the COVID ward was particularly unpleasant, wasn't mm. it? And we don't want to go into too much detail, but it was a sort of a death a day sort of thing, which is quite a tough yeah, to handle. Yeah, really. uh, uh, I will happily say I did not that I am definitely, I believe COVID is a thing, mm-hmm. but I also believe I was very lucky to be naive to COVID, as in. Uh, anyone I met who'd had COVID just stayed at home and had a cold-like symptom. Yeah. Uh, the only real people I'd heard of uh, that weren't doing so well, so John Hole didn't do very well, so we no. felt bad for him. Um, and, you know, seeing everything that's going on there. But apart from that, and then through the idea, I met a few Americans that had potentially lost friends, or but as terribly selfish as it sounds, I never came in contact with seeing firsthand... Nothing in your particular bubble. The yeah. rawness of COVID, is that yeah. the word? Um, until, the worst case. Until you have it. And it hit me hard, but then we were balancing up. Is this because I'm recovering from surgery infection? Uh, but then when you go on a COVID ward and see other people suffering from it, then that is pretty raw. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that opened my eyes a little bit, yeah. I remember my, my dad went into hospital just after this first lockdown for a uh, for an operation for a melanoma. And we were all a little bit worried that it was going to get COVID. No, MRSA. Oof. Yeah. Still, still kicks us. Yeah, <laughs> you still get tested for that when you go in. So when I went, I got yeah. tested for COVID. I got tested for MRSA and something else where I said potato because um, I felt uncomfortable. But yeah. apparently, it's perfectly normal. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I'm a member of the RSPB, but I've never had MRSA. It's tricky. Um, so that's what's happened recently. <laughs> still not the tumbleweed button, is it? You need to get the I've tumbleweed. I've Make changed the it. change. Like, can't be like screwed. Um, so uh, what I want to do is. For those who are more recently in the industry, I mean, Alan and I are, are very similar ages. We are, in fact, the same age. Um, really? Yeah. He yeah, wears it a lot better than I do. You're the old sod. I don't think so. Lies. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian's older than us. No way. Yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, oh, what a paper round, mate. He was... It's <laughs> so the drugs when he was younger. Like, I thought I had a big paper. I've looked like this since <laughs> I was, like, 13. <laughs> it's amazing how much older trim, uh, trim beard and... Uh, Forehead of hair makes you look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, your hair at least starts at the front of your head, whereas <laughs> mine starts halfway back. Well, he trims his. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but no, I was talking about head hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is awkward. <laughs> this, is, this is weird. Put it back on in. Um, so, uh, anyway, anyone who, who's kind of been, I, I guess, in the last five or six years have kind of joined the detailing uh, world community, etc. Um, will have kind of seen All Alan... those are trademarks, I think, now. Uh, you, crap, there they I'm are. I'm glad you didn't say yes. mafia as well. <laughs> detailing environment. Um, those... Um, We'll have seen Alan kind of already at his, not at his peak, obviously, because that's yet to come, but but already oh. kind of existent. I know, I know. But no, what's this on my nose? Oh, you. Welling um, up a little bit over here. <laughs> um, but actually, you started back to basics. You had to make serious sacrifices, and you had all sorts of bad luck. And so I thought the folks would like to hear the very early stages of AM details. And, that sounds and kind like, of the let's, he, let's hear your depressing story. Yeah, I mean, come, come on. on. We've started with introducing to Alan. <laughs> How were you in hospital? Messed up you've, you've broke so many laws to come and film this pod film. It, it's, film? It's film. Hello, well, you are being filmed. Yeah, but film uh, this and record this podcast, and now you want to hear about the depressing story of how I started. My no, no, it's, no, it's like yeah. a movie because obviously it ends well. We all know what the ending is, but it was also kind of you know it's the human. Well, it's element a few it. hours left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in a nutshell, I have Crohn's disease. You can't do everything at full capacity at the time when I was in the Air Force. I do believe now legislation's changed and there's amazing now um, groups available to support people in the Air Force who are in the same scenario as me. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine is actually now heading up that group of people. But um, So Crohn's disease, I got the choice to be in the Air Force and have limited... Um, abilities so you could still be promoted but you have a desk job you won't be allowed to go outside base areas everything you join the air force for basically you can't do yeah um or you can be medically discharged 
which is a random conversation to have it over a table, much like what we're doing in a room that an answer must happen before you leave. It wasn't like a, can mm. I go think about this? It was like red pill, blue pill, you choose. Yeah. So I medically discharged out of the Air Force. Had to choose, uh, take the stuff I've learned in the Air Force and go offshore or take the hobby I've got making stuff shiny on the driveway that I was doing for friends, family, and we lived across from a golf course, so I had a lot of travelling trade. Going what did you do in the Air Force? I was gas turbine engineer to trade, but eventually, the, I, I like to say, I'm sure everyone says it, I got out at the best time, like when I was in, <laughs> the Air Force was at its best, as in uh, I was gas turbine originally, then you cross-traded, into what they called a heavy so you learn everything as long as it didn't have an electrical box attached to it you could fix it so very happily because i like learning i went and did it all so i went back tomorrow many times and got all the many q courses so that if there wasn't anything attached to tornado gr4 or f3 there's a good chance i could fix it if it didn't have an electrical box but my favorite part of course being gas turbine engineer was changing engines then basically doing uh what you would probably see as like an f1 engine test but i do it with a jet Strapped mm. to the floor on something called a D-tuner. And the F3 was the last and the fastest F3 recon. was the digital was, one, which was yeah. lots of fun. So yes. we had a deck use. So basically, you throttle, the pilot went, I want 100%. And the jet went, meh. <laughs> depending at the altitude you're at and it's depending like on what's going gearbox. on. 100%. Yeah. You all complain about it now, right? Yeah. This aircraft's had this long enough. It would go, you can kind of have this. Well, on the ground, we had to turn around and say, no, no, no. <laughs> when I say 100, I want 100. <laughs> I want to blow the bloody doors I off. Because I then need yeah. to get it to 100 so then I can Test knock it, it back to a yeah. working line, work line limiter, which was the safety zone. Yeah. So at times on the ground, the reheat we were generating is an F3 at its peak. peak. Yeah. Kind of like uh, people doing rolling road, right? Take it to when it leans out too much, then find the safety net. Yeah. That's what I used to do for a job, and it was good fun. That is pretty cool. Um so anyway the story so i get out uh i was already doing this as a hobby on the side like we all start doing Mm -hmm. high five to all you guys uh, on a driveway uh, with a gazebo out the back of a fiesta nice uh which generation of fiesta uh see i knew you were gonna ask me that question well what number plate was it p Uh, round round red rounded bubbly kind of shape yeah just after the squarey fiesta i had the squarey only only just had five years you had the first i had mine was an m Oh no, you were okay. You had the same gen as me then. With the one point three. Oh yeah, that's 3. right. Because you were randomly, I think the, the red yeah. is popping in my head. P eight three O R R S M nine two seven XRG. Oh god knows. Anyway, um, I can't remember mine. It was. Well, scrapped. it's upside down as yeah, well, it was, isn't it? Because that's how you the left roof it. The wasn't in a great position. <laughs> <where> I left it. <laughs> it wasn't M reg. Now it's a W reg. Well, the the can I say? I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, okay. Mine was a diesel one. The one Sorry, you can H- say that. It's fine. It's no, 1.6 the 1.8 diesel. 1.8 straight diesel. Oh, non-turbo. Non-turbo. God. I think one of the first to have five gears. I think before that it was a four gear. Yeah, mine mine had, had five gears. I was, I was a one four gear then. Oh, so maybe yeah. I'm a generation behind. Well, mine was I know my cousin mine Paul that had one that looked like it had four I gears. I don't know about the diesels, to be fair. Anyway, yeah. um, and it may or may not have ran on stuff that wasn't diesel. Ah, uh, chip out. Uh, and other various things that may or may not have been able to be supplied due to the job I was currently in. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Add some lubricant, pop it in there. Jobs are good. What are we talking about now? Ex- exactly. So oh, I thought you meant the juice of dead crush people, but yeah, okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I was doing everything basically like every other detail and story starts from. Yep. Then I worked from a shed at the bottom of the Air Force Air Strip. Which was still quicker than the that diesel. It didn't have a concrete floor. Okay. It had chuckies, or you would maybe call it like a stone pebble driveway. Yeah. yeah. We call them chuckies in Scotland. So mm-hmm. two thirds of it were that. And then the back bit was what I can only describe as what like these gymnasts do flip into like these big pits of foam. Mm-hmm. but mine was like chunks of the tar road that was about two miles down the way. <laughs> so you could walk on it, but it was a bit unstable, but it was just where they dumped the tar from doing the leftover of that job. Yeah. That was my original shed on Shempston Farm. So I detailed out of there. Then I got a unit in town, and then we went for it. Full-blown, let's start AM Details. And were you AM Details when you were out of tune? Uh, you called Alan special spongy washy no something. I've always been AM details and we kept it really simple Alan Medgraff's doing your details yeah chemically wise which I think is a story you're alluding to uh, I originally started it with just pff, the money I had on the side from doing the Air Force stuff and we sold the chemicals only because I tried selling poor boys I tried selling Maguire's you know, you pick up the phone and to yeah. make the stereotypical, right there, Paul, I'm wanting to sell your polish. <laughs> <laughs> Some geezer down in Essex giving it, oh, mate, yeah, uh, what? <laughs> we 
we only really supply to like the big chains. Who are you? What's going on? Yeah. Have you got ten million dollars? Was what I heard. It probably wasn't that much. So I wasn't making any profit margin because I was buying it from many people down the chain. You know, I was yeah. probably I can't remember who I was buying it from back in the day, but anyway, I wasn't making much money at that. And then I bumped into a guy. I was like, I can make you stuff. <laughs> Typical <laughs> Scottish, all right. And uh, Did we have brought... an RV. It's like <laughs> yeah. to get to a Scottish. I know who you're talking about. He's the sort like of guy you. who would. And he yeah. had a and he had a little friend that was a little bit dodgy going around with him. Yeah, and random like baths just full of acid. <laughs> Get your kidney like that, though. <laughs> it's funny because it's believable when you know who we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we developed the 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 range uh, from there in essence, but it was only ever for our customers to sell to them the stuff that we were using because, like everyone else says, your customer comes in, oh, how do I maintain this? And without you had Polish Bliss that were doing walk-in shop at the time, yeah. but they are now. When I say this, they're about an hour and a half away from us. It is a rubbish drive, hour and a half away. Really? Around you, the roads are rather nice. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't the best. So for me to set up, I I think pretty much I was the most northern at the time. Mm-hmm. Walk in, I can sell you car care place. And I was never meant to be that. That just, it happened by accident. Yeah. Um, so we were making it stored all at home, doing all the stuff. And we had this coal shed, that's where you're going. The coal shed at the side of the house uh, where I used to go and put everything in there. And I remember I'd spent roughly about a thousand pounds and waited many, many months for these magical things to arrive from China. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, the good old lambs wool mitts. Because I was like, why am I going to buy them from UK people and Maguires and all that when I don't make yeah. any money? I'll just find a magic China man and make this happen. I don't even think Alibaba was about back then, so don't ask me how I managed to do it. But I found a Chinese man that would sell me mitts, and I spent a thousand pounds with them. Were they kind of Labrador? And they arrived. Did they still have collars attached? <laughs> just. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> as you can imagine, I lived out in the country and we woke up one morning and thought, what's happened to all my mitts? And just like, I wake up every morning, <laughs> boring, what's happened to my mitts? All gone, as mice had just had their way with. And how long, how long did it take the mice to devour? And the dogs and just everyone was having their way with my mitts. <laughs> You laugh. There was a guy in the Air Force when he was testing out the mitts because I used to take everyone in the Air Force. You ever ask anyone else? Trust me, you, you know exactly where this take, is going. Take them for a ride. Yeah, that's it. You would come into. The, I'd come in to do a shift. I'd I would put these right, yeah. multicolored bottles on the desk, saying, "Smell these. Take them. We'll have a shot." Because it was always uh, people using them. What's the best? And then I put a mitt, a couple of mitts in. It says, "Go away and home and use these." And one guy went, "What are you charging for this?" And I was like, "I'll probably charge about ten or twelve pounds." And he went. If I'm doing what I'm doing with it, I'll pay 30 quid. You could definitely sell it in that market for 30 quid. Mm. Put in a, you know, certain industry tax on top of it. Yes, indeed. Adult? Is that what we're going to... Are we talking like... I thought detailing. Vel- Velcro welly style. I thought it was a detailing premium, like when you've got an RS Audi, everything just costs four times no, as much. Or are no. you being dodgy about it? No, he was probably like the 12 years ago OnlyFans sort of thing he was wanting to do with it. Oh, okie-cokie. VHS or something maybe I've just had three Red Bulls in close succession so the risk is that I just laugh I could laugh at just a plain wall at the moment so Mm. that I'm going to make sure I don't laugh at inappropriate moments so yeah uh, started it in a house on a driveway and mice eat the majority of my stock so then moved from another house and I sold my Celica SD205 for many many pennies that That was a big choice that must have hurt because I know also Craig uh, Craig Hall it had an S. I no think. way. We were probably both on like sd205.gt3e.com or whatever it was. I, I, I'm pretty day. damn sure he did because he's now gone Mustangs and he's sold an Outback, so he's he's Oof. he's dead to me. But, but um, yeah, I sold that, then bought a sofa. Yeah. So me and Sarah can move it, and you had a sofa, and spent all the rest of the money on stock, and I spent some money on renovating that unit to make a customer containment area. <laughs> <laughs> which was basically a holding pen. <laughs> was basically yeah, a big plasterboard bit for people were just walking in, as you know. Most your headphones went in. Those taser sticks. You <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't yeah. believe it. Dance, baby. Your machine, and at that point, I'd maybe have three, four cars in the unit. It's the same unit everyone knows now, but there was no partition, so you could mm-hmm. fit a lot more cars in. And people would just come in and start looking at them, sitting on them, touching them, and you wouldn't be aware because you're in the one in the far corner with your headphones on. So I was like, this can't happen. So I built a customer pen with a sofa and a fish tank and that's where the fish tank comes the fish from tank, I, I'm the very fish jealous tank of has fish grown tank. over time from the customer containment area if it was me I would just set up a couple by the way no one but... ever knows it was called that it's the first time I've said that publicly it's, it's brilliant it was I called the lobby that. before or officially reception mm-hmm. <laughs> customer containment area <laughs> good times well I think we're going to have to take a very little break soon and uh, yeah we'll be back with you very shortly <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Hello, it's that time of year again when we're coming up to another magazine release. Issue 14 is going to be out in December. You can buy that for yourself with a pre-order now on the website at prodetailermagazine.com where you can also buy a subscription either for yourself or somebody else. Give it a look now at prodetailermagazine.com. on our last podcast of the season but we are joined gracefully by alan of am details and we have been chit-chatting about alan and about the birth of am details um but what i want to do now is sort of broaden that spectrum and uh, as way of a uh, segue into that alan uh, your business has been very much what i'd describe as community-led so you're you're in terms of what products that you bought out in terms of the kind of direction in which the business went i always felt was much more of a two-way process than normally you know a lot of companies say oh we're based on what our consumers want what our customers want yeah. but it seemed to be lip service you you genuinely were like so guys uh what do you want me to do next sort of yeah. thing and i always ask for a handstand but you always then just bought out a nice product sorry mate yeah i tried i i did see the videos it was a booming yeah <laughs> but no you are right uh i think that just came from the fact that i very much put myself in the public or in the heart of the community didn't i really mm. Yeah, exactly. And and the films, I think with the video, obviously you're known for your YouTube channel, but because they can see you yeah. and kind of touch you, I mean, it results in sort of greasy marks on, on the laptop. That would happen at Waxdock, like that, <clears throat> be regularly washed. Yeah, that, that is true, actually. <laughs> you and Jim White have these sort of these, these massive following, and they just, they, I I, ended, I interviewed Jim, and, and I, most of what I was doing was crowd control, stopping them from just sort of, It's insane. You know. So uh, Eon's wife actually said, why do you need four days to go to Waxdock? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what do you mean? And it was, anyway, we could go on the tangent of Waxdock later, but just yeah. to get yeah. Vaseline off of the It is, it's yeah. literally it's... just to be permanently washing me, then he needs three days to get over it. Yeah, I can imagine. And I mean, even you take a permanent mark around for breast breast signing, don't you? It's a, it's a thing. I'll sign anything. Thanks, for yeah. it, by the way. No yeah. worries, mate. <laughs> yeah. it, did you get it tattooed? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 One, one initial per nipple. It was, it was a good look. Um, so on, on the theme of community, sorry, I'm now on my fourth Red Bull, so <laughs> no, God knows what can happen. Um, on the theme of community, we've both been in this kind of trade, all three of us have been in this trade long enough to... Yes, we have. <laughs> and mm-hmm. just done it long enough. Let's yeah. go home. Let's just all end right. everything now. It's fine. That's it. Um, to see, should we say, wider trends. So the people who might have come in in the last sort of, five years get kind of that snapshot of it. But when you've been in kind of 10 years plus, yeah. you've, you've, you see the patterns. Now, in the early days of detailing, you're, mm. you're regaling us with um, up in, in your neck of the woods or Scotland. Yeah. How uh, Gordon, Gordon Muir, who is... Legend. Uh, yep. Yeah, granddaddy of detailing mm-hmm. uh, and a lovely man. Um, had a lovely E500 as well last time I saw him. Um, mm. Uh, he, that's a grown-up Merc, Ian, that's like the, the yeah, never mind. Um, and, uh, he, what was it? He was doing like Saturday afternoon 50 quid it's specials. so cool. So I remember, like, yeah, like back in the day, uh, all we had really was like online Autogeek. In mm-hmm. fact, I imported a lot of stuff in from Autogeek. My port cable was from Autogeek. Mm-hmm. And then when I went out to America, this is a sideline, sorry, uh, I got to meet Mr. Mike Mrs. Mrs. Autogeek. No, I'd already oh. met Mike. Oh. So I got to meet Mrs. Autogeek. She sat next to me um, in a... Uh, in a podcast, and uh, I was starstruck quite a lot. And I was Did just you like, behave yourself? Hello, Megan. Hello. <laughs> she was like, who are you? <laughs> Stop touching but my at knee. the same time, she was like, your story is so cool. Let's do stuff. So who knows what happens in the future? But it was just super cool to, to meet Augie just on the sideline there. But what we were talking about, of course, was, um, yeah, back in the day, I think it's just because I was remote and out of the way that mm. I had to adopt to video to get to see all you guys because I wasn't going to travel. And the internet, you know, the old dial-up stuff. Alan's going to upload a 720 by 720 image to Detailing World three hours later. You know, with the remember doing <laughs> the little... I the landline. Oh, yeah. I remember oh. doing it. So I used to remember the whole photo bucket. Yep. And then you would get all your links and then I would put them in a notepad and then I would do find and replace <laughs> just to cut the corner. And anytime I'd say like find and replace HTTP. P-E, H-T-T-P, double dot, with colon, I-M-G, colon, H-T. So it would put the image tag, and then at the end, like the dot JPEG, colon, forward slash, dot I-M-G. You know, you'd make all yeah. them edits and upload them to Detailing World. But yeah, I remember the community times in Detailing World, we were all chat. Have I said that enough that we can get sued yet? What? Are we okay? Yeah, no, we're good. Excellent. We've, we've, I mean, we, we go under assumed names. Oh, I mean, My perfect. real name's Deborah. Wow. Yeah. 
Excellent. Well, but no, the Detailing yeah. World was definitely where it all started, chatting with people on there, doing a lot of stuff. And then I remember it was so cool in Scotland, you had Gordon, and people would travel from, I'm sure they travel from all over the world for this mm-hmm. crazy day he used to do with this other guy, I couldn't remember his name, legend. I'm pretty sure he's a professor now. I still follow him. You know, he's got wife, kids, and whatever. He not never... Dave, when you say... F- what's his name? Not Dave. Yes. Dave KG. Dave KG. Uh, yes. Yes, yes I'm professor. S- now I remember so it. Yeah. glad. He was on our stand signing his book that we, we were uh, Ian, selling with Ian, I'm Dom. so glad you remembered that and we recorded yeah. it on the podcast. For Dave, if you're watching this, literally, I'm sorry, mate. We spent about... No, no, no. no. We, t- we totally remembered. It's fine. Yeah, well, it's you fine. know, yeah. we remembered. Totally. Sorry, Well, mate. we knew... No, my issue was joining the dot because you were saying there was this bloke and I know of Dave KG. I met at the chat. Of course, but I was trying my terrible way of describing stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And he's now yes. a professor and he's doing all the jazz, honestly. But what I, was I loved was he took that pr- professor writing um, thesis mm-hmm. style and created these incredible posts on I re- Detail I the remember World. Dave KG's write up on how to use a rotary. Oh, the dude. Zenith. Using what, that the Zenith, Zenith method. Not, remember all it. this? Mm-hmm. And then him and Gordon would then demonstrate it. And then you would go to Gordon's, these huge events on a Saturday or Sunday, and pizza would just turn up 50 quid ahead. And there was maybe 15, 20, 30 guys, it seemed like, in this shed. And then, like, within two weeks, 50% of them were like, I'm going to become a detailer. <laughs> and it was just this lovely, like, I think it was brilliant. Some people hate it. I thought it was amazing that. I guess from a trainer's I like perspective, the other, the I love 50% it. Were like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, the other 50%. I'm going to go and pay the other, the other 50% oh, to do it. I wish I'd taken no. the blue pill. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, right? So uh, I loved that back then. And that's 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 the industry I came into, yeah. if you like. Like I was a hobbyist and I would sit going, oh, I can't wait to go on a, you know, one day I'll maybe pay to go over and see Gordon Muir. And, and for whatever reason, I never did. I think the 50 quid classes stopped around about the time, but I will happily thank him because I phoned him a few times when I was stuck and he would happily mm. help me out. Oh, he's, he's a lovely, lovely man. And what's, what was interesting with those is that people were digging in saying, oh, now you get all these professional detailers after they've just done a, a course like that. But actually, nowadays, if you've trained under Gordon Muir, you're, it's like doing the Kelly Harris Master Detail. Dude, it's, it's you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, he's definitely a godfather in the... Well, mm. car pro professional now. Godfather he, he, in yeah, the trade. Running the professional side yeah. of the car pro. Yeah. It's, like we were saying before, it's done the rings around there, but he's. I reckon he's pretty much been Avi's right-hand development or definitely a yeah. key player in the development of that brand. Yeah, no, um, 100%. Knows it well, he, he was distributor at one point. When like in, I say, it hopped around, right? Yeah, yeah he had it, then Craig had it, then yeah. it kind of came back. And I yeah. think Gordon managed the network. I don't know. The well, now, now now he manages all the professional sort of things and because we would talk to uh, Andrew at Slims and he was like, right, Sweet. we do the retail, the consumer stuff and Gordon deals with the pro side. Perfect. Which is... It's kind of taken over a bit. Um, so, and, and this is the thing with community. So we started with AutoGeek. We started with Detailing World, which yeah. incidentally, Detailing World's just been sold. Um, and I'm I talked to, talk to We're John. We're allowed to talk about that now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I talked to John today at the NEC, and I was like, dude, that hey, ex- John. explains. Hey, John. We're trying to get John on the podcast too. Uh, we was just you need to make this mobile. Like you put, I, we are, but I we always go somewhere the sound. For the the effort thing you is, though, we tried to load this into an ice cream van once, and we just got chased away. <laughs> and yeah. uh, yes, it's also acoustics and setting up and stuff like that. And, mm. and also from the COVID, we're, we're about 1.25 meters away from each other, which is means that you, you can still get the COVID, but no syphilis. No, but we're in England now. Like you don't care about it. Oh, we care. Well, well you need to be seen. To be I caring. literally got off the plane and people just sneezed and coughed on me. Yeah, I know. That's that, that, welcome that's to England. That's good value. Yeah. Um, but so really what we're talking about is the kind of community and how it's developed. So originally we had DW and yeah. um, stuff like that. So yeah, hang on, just to follow up on the DW. That's been sold. So Bill and John aren't the owners anymore. They're still kind of sort of involved somehow, but they've created the detailing space, which is what the DW Instagram account has changed to. And well, um, the YouTube channel as well, or has that been consumed in the partnership? I don't know what the deal is. that's going to have some residual income. That is, certainly is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very well. Uh, these questions we need to ask. Yeah, <gasps> exactly. What's the name of the guys that, um, that bought it? I don't know. So it, it's called um, it vertical, vertical Scope. Am I the only one sat here going, do we know the figure? <laughs> how do you put a, how do you put a figure on that? Well, I did. John um, whipped out a laptop at uh, issue two, so 2015, 2016. Honestly, the traffic's me, insane. Yeah, because I've had conversations which we won't talk about where he has told me the traffic, and I'm just like, poo wee. It's the historical yeah. guides. It's the, Honestly, it's the KG guides. You would yeah. not believe it. Yeah. Honestly, and all that content's been created over the years by many, many different oh. people. It's it's a treasure trove. If you've never been to it. 
please. Yeah, go and sign up so you can sign use the search feature. World. If you register, you, you oh, remember how many posts <laughs> like the old YouTube day when someone go, "How do you use a rotary?" And the response would be, "At search rotary <laughs> polisher. <laughs> Click this link; it will auto search for you." Yeah, thing is, so, if you go on, you know the uh, the Wayback Web engine mm-hmm. where you go back and look at sites. So they were, if you go on Detailing World and you look back, it, it looks exactly the same. Yeah, they haven't changed. It, just it. doesn't change. No, it's yeah. kind of comforting in a way. I was a supporter of that for. Every, whenever I was doing write-ups, I was always being a support. Half of me to get the support rights, like you do your little write-up and, yeah, and give you great SEO backlink into your website. Mm-hmm. The other half was just to pave back. Yeah. Just to say thanks. Yeah, it was kind of patron before patron. Yeah, here you go. You're the guy who pays for Wik- uh, Wikipedia, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Just no, this once. I don't even pounds. know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so community. But community, yeah. And um, so anyway, the detailing space is still... Uh, Bill and John, and then uh, Vertical Scope, I think, is a company that's taken over, and they're a professional uh, forum company. So I think they run many, many forums from a kind of central hub oh, to do so efficiently. Yeah. And they do. But we stalked, we stalked the guy, there, didn't we? Yeah. So he did an opening post on DW, and I just he had been a member for, apparently for a very long time, and he's called the DW Chief Boss um, Head Honcho. Or I can't remember what it was. So something along that line. Oh, I used to love some of the administrators and. Um, uh, <laughs> Moderators. What do you call moderators, moderators. usernames? Oh, I remember those. Well, they used to have, there was the odd falling out and so stuff good. in the past. Oh, with, which let's was, not go there. No, no, hilarious though. And um, so that's now all being run there from this company. So, And they've said there are going to be software updates and improvements and developments and stuff like that. What is it? BB. Oh, what's the software? It's like BB. something. Like everyone wants to, I'm going to start a forum. We've all been there, haven't we? The old school one, yeah. But now, oh, no, so this no, is new. This is this is so they. I think they're trying to basically create a platform that uniform with all the other forums that they run, so that it can be run more efficiently uh-huh. as well. I'm purely speculating here, because obviously I haven't hacked in to find out exactly where the IP addresses and the servers are based, and then identified all the other forums on the same servers because that'd be weird. You've got to do that um, after you've hacked the Pentagon, so you can use their capacity. Oh to no, do you it. don't want to do that. It's boring. Um, so uh, that's a big, big news. This but, is a detail in podcast yes uh, yeah exactly and you're just telling me to you know capital crime boom um but it was about community so dw's still around it's got new owners and stuff like that so we're going to see some interesting things there um we've got some interesting things from a community point of view i mean we feel that we tie things together with a mag slightly with our you know with the social feeds and bits and bobs um and then we've also got things like the trade associations pvd and the ida mm-hmm. both of which we're very closely involved with because yes. you're the president of the ida and uh no was it just expired no uh past two years well no officially the year of the year pre-covid i was vice president of the global idea so the whole idea right. the whole idea yes yeah. so you have the whole idea as a presence the umbrella yeah and then countries when they reach a certain level or apply can have chapters so that you can tweak things to local languages local yeah. how we do things yada, yada 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 so of the global i was vice president before covid then yep. covid hit and myself and dj and the whole idea team amazing volunteers kind of went into covid panic mode mm-hmm. what can we do to support so dj never really got to deliver on his his goals because the goal of the president is this year i want to tackle this and then hopefully his board backs him and then it can all happen so we restructured everything so then i became president elect which is you are the guy to next be the president and support dj in doing his goals it just gives you more executive it's corporate yeah. and there are two things below that which is then the vice president of um Operators going on a tangent here, sorry. Which every quarter they then have try and get a meeting with all the operators to say, What can we do for you? Mm-hmm. And then you have vice president of suppliers, who obviously has to be a supplier, and they have to do the same. They have to go, Suppliers, what can we do for you as an industry? And then they take it to me and DJ, and we just go, Nah, nah, jokes. <laughs> and then we, drive, we try and drive that forward. So next year, as in January, then you'll be weirdly, there. I'm about to say this. I will be the president of the entire idea. Stand up. Have you got a guy following you around? Honestly, where's the gold chain? I love it. It blows my mind. I'm the first European. I'm the first European executive as well. Yeah. Well, non-American. It got well. Yeah, it got accelerated. I uh, originally my goal was to get a few more Europeans on. You know, fight my corner (laughs) jokes. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it got accelerated by DJ, and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, no, well, it was, it was a hell of an achievement. Um, so, yeah. Do you have a president's position available in PVD? I might as well just go all hog this year, right? <laughs> nah, do, just do, me. Have you thought of what your, your target is going to be yet? Uh, yeah, international growth. So I've always been a big fan. So some people have been, for example, is it going to be difficult for you to be the president this year? Mm-hmm. Uh, not from like a medical point of view or whatever, like um, like just with what you want to do and what's going on. I was like, not 
like becoming the president do you think you'll find it more difficult than what you're currently doing yeah weirdly not because i'm already um a member of the chapter development committee so i'm already very much about growing detailing communities and pulling them together it all come from when i got blessed enough to go to china and i trained 27 guys in doing the stuff and help them get their certifications in the id and only very few of them spoke English. And the guy who was doing the English translations was a political person with no industry lingo. Mm-hmm. Like we know ourselves, we probably use different lingo than France and whatever else. Yeah. So you can imagine, so for exa- a very quick one for the podcast. One of the gentleman's translations um, back from me when I was asking an exam question was something along the lines of the bug's feces mm-hmm. has melted the varnish of the... And what was the word he used for bonnet? Honestly, it was fantastic. That's Google Translate. And as best, many yeah. of these podcasters or listeners can probably guess, it was bug etching on the front of the yeah. car. But the actual, what the it was the a terminology. Translation. Oh, you wouldn't have. Be- and I was sitting going like, no more speaking. Let's yeah. not do this. It's hilarious. And all I was doing was pointing at the wheels, and then they would just pick up a pick up a chemical, and then just clean wheels. And we would just do the comical thing, as you can imagine, if you all had your defenders on in English, is nod and thumbs up and no, 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 I do this. And I spent three days just talking like that with detailers and it blew my mind. Like I had that warm, fuzzy feeling. I was like, look at what we're achieving here. Mm-hmm. And then again, randomly on the way back from KLM, because it was that time where Hong Kong was having the riots. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't take my normal diversion back. You. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> and COVID, no. Um, I would say that warm, fuzzy feeling. I thought it was bird flu. So I had to come back via Beijing. So it was a flight I wasn't meant to take. So it was some like mm-hmm. crazy late night flight. And I wasn't allowed my connection because it was like another hauler company or whatever happened. So I ended up getting kicked out of the airport for a bit. So I kind of sneaked back into the area you're allowed to go at like arrivals and locked myself in a disabled toilet. So then when I got Standard to the procedure, when yeah. I was allowed to check in, I have like one of these universal keys. So I just, cause I'm mm-hmm. disabled. So I locked the thing and slept in there. Then when I went to the front desk for KLM, I was checking in and she was like, I don't mean to sound rude, sir, but you seem kind of rough. Have you been stuck in this riots? And, mm. and I was like, no, 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 no. no I, I slept like in this. the disabled toilet last night because of all this. She was like, ah, oh. so on the computer, she's like, ah, Mr. Medcraft, I can see you fly regular complimentary upgrade and i was like holy smokes i'm there in business getting leathered on this flight back i've had hardly any sleep disabled toilet and the ladies are looking at me going who the hell is this guy (laughs) everyone else is either to be stereotypical suited and booted or carrying some serious bling yeah you look like a scruffy guy in a rupa's jacket that's been sleeping in a disabled bathroom toilet (laughs) you know just like he must be a yeah, this guy must be <laughs> yeah. loaded and you gives have to be zero. <laughs> yeah, his respect on life is zero. So um, she asked me, what have you been doing? And I says, I've been naively, because I wasn't really sure how to explain what I was doing at the time. I says, oh, I've just been training for the IDA in China. And she was like, wow, you're a British guy in China. And she goes, so what is this IDA? And you're like, oh, it's that question. And you go, mm-hmm. So drunken, half asleep, Alan said, um, oh, God, what did I say? That's right. That's not good in the podcast. That's right. I said, it's always good when you can't remember. I said, and this is going to be even more hilarious now, it starts the conversation for the international language that is detailing. That was so oh, How like messed up is that? I'm, there must have been something in that bleach. And now you're married. Yeah. But in saying that, the reason I, I, the reason I said that was, um, for example, Mark Leddy, yep. another gentleman in industry, you know, we were aware of each other online. We maybe talked online. We would probably never have had a reason to go and see each other. Oh, I don't know. They're, they're great or, Tinder profiles. Or a reason to work, collaborate together until the day he phoned me went, what's the crack of this idea? And we got talking and went, wow, we actually have a lot in common. Let's do a training session together. It started a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And PVD is the same. Yeah. All these platforms just start the cheesy word of community and talking to each other. I don't care what all the other nuts and bolts bolted on us. I don't care if you're going to get me cheaper insurance. I don't care if you're going to get me discount. I can probably get that by phoning up or just being a nice guy. But meeting with people that are like-minded or in the same bit, or if you do think you are the Don <laughs> and the up-and-comers are coming in, be a bit nicer in conveying your tips to them and helping them because they are you when you wanted to go on a Gordon Muir course and your mice were eating all your fluffy mitts. Mm. It is, it is. It, we so see a it's cycle. It's always the, 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 one of the top three rules on any of the the Facebook groups and that is be nice, don't be a dick. 
Never yeah. gets moderated though, right? There's always still a <laughs> schlong floating about. <laughs> well, moderating a wobbly sausage, is fun. as speaking, the little man said. Yeah, speaking as a former moderator on the various yeah. things like speaking that. Speaking as it's a wobbly hard work. <laughs> speaking <laughs> as a wobbly sausage. Um, so yeah, and and that's kind of it, it's about building that community. And I think we, you know we've seen the waves. I'm, I sense that there's now more openness towards the trade associations, and more people mm-hmm. understand what it's about. Um, and I think that there's a kind of resurgence. Facebook has obviously brought people together. It's created its own challenges, but I think it's overall been a net benefactor. I think potentially um, it's become a problem for trade associations as well, if you like, because mm. people can get community from these platforms that connect people together. And so kind of going, why do I need? Why do I need? But I think what someone answered it very wisely the other day was. Um, Weirdly enough, it wasn't Facebook. I think it was LinkedIn. I read it where, and I don't mean anything bad by this because I give advice in Facebook groups, but the people you want to make your mentors are generally too successful or busy to be spending time to respond to your, and this is terrible English. I'm sorry, guys, your basic questions that you're asking in basic filled overpopulated Facebook groups. Yeah. You're going to find those people who dedicate their time to going to specific events that are generally only run by trade associations. And then when they're there, you can ask that same question. And instead of getting, and I I know it sounds terrible, a Facebook group standard response, you will be connected to the people that potentially may be better to be your peers. But I'm not trying to downgrade what's available in those groups. I'm just meaning the people you're idolizing, the people you see, for example... When people did, and I'm on my YouTube channel, the only way they could connect to me was in the YouTube comments of the video. Mm-hmm. They would never get the same in Facebook. They would never get the same in Instagram because that's where I dedicated my time. The only other place they would see me would be at ID or PVD events or mm-hmm. Waxdoc. And it's, I mean, but again, the, the closed private groups on both PVD, IDA, you've got kind of more, um, what do you call it? Not moderated response, but you've got peer review. So if somebody's asking for a piece of advice, you yeah. get five or six people saying how to do it. And then you can, and hopefully they predominantly caught sort of correlate but all oh, it's just different ways of doing the same yeah. thing and and there's kind of um there's vetting on there whereas on the bigger groups you get some very dark but it shows in your feed more i find for yeah. example if you're in a in a pvd facebook group and you engage and the algorithm goes you like hanging out in here mm. uh it seems like you ask a lot in here i'm going to make that the top of your feed so then more interesting subjects come up whereas if you're just scrolling through the generic stuff and not engaging or commenting um it's yeah. not getting shown as much. <clears throat> but if you're not engaging at all, that's going to show in your feed because Facebook's going to turn around and say, this is public. It's kind of in your interest group and I'm going to shove this in your face till you engage with it. And it's yeah. just going to keep trying to shove stuff in your face. But if you <laughs> engage with the stuff that you were generally interested in, what I'm trying to say there is if you're in PVD or whatever and you see us, even if you agree with the person, just give it a like, give it a comment because yeah. it will then show that type of stuff to you in the future which you then may want to engage with. And it also may well make the day of the person who's made that comment if yeah, they see support from people, somebody else. Yeah, people know. slate social media and I get people having a break from it but I think it's because they're in that bit where they've had enough with it but they're not engaging. So if mm-hmm. you don't engage, the platform doesn't know what you want from it. If you don't engage and also engage on correct terms as in actually try to be positive and don't be a dick because yeah. it's there are a lot of people who say, I don't want to be a dick, but and then they're just a dick. It's like people who say, I don't want to blow my own trumpet and then they bring the old tutor out. It's it's just, it, it's difficult. Have I popped the tutor out yet? Have I tooted on this yet? I, I'm mm. just thinking that's why my feed is full of obscure Simpson references because that's all the pages I follow. Fact though, right? Like 100%, like you engage with detail and stuff, you're in and around it, but potentially uh, someone said it to me the other day that through COVID we've become um, sign numb. Yes. You know, like, because yeah. there's so many signs about, about COVID and whatever, mm-hmm. we now don't see them. And it has to be something completely obscure or completely ridiculous that we... And Take it's the note. exact same yeah. thing, as in, that's how all these social media platforms work. So I'm trying to give people a tip. If you want to get good stuff, engage with good stuff on yep. your social. And then that's the only way these algorithms are learning. They'll stop showing you stuff you don't want to see. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Well, we are at that time of the podcast where we Crazy, have you need to extend the length or have like an after-hour session. <laughs> I've been told that a lot. We, <laughs> yes. um, we are down to the uh, uh, the ten quick I'm fire quite questions, about this. which are notoriously not quick fire, but we try to make them as quick fire as possible. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start with number one. What is your current motor vehicle? A Ford Transit Custom Crew Cab L2 Limited. Ooh. With all the buttons on the inside ticked, but none on the outside, so I don't look like a prick. I'm jealous of that. That is. Ex- I, I'm I talking. Like I have I like- all of the 240 volts. I have all of the screens. All of the heat. Many of them. Honest. Sarah drove it to Yorkshire and went. Did I need to drive the van? Did it? 
Auto Park. Does it have yeah. heated steering wheels yet? No, because it's not an option you can tick. I know, I which is what? annoying because you can you do it on the Mondeo a, and the Focus and everything else. And you think the it'll be a thing that transit drivers 100%. want. Hundred percent. The custom. The reason I love it is it took everything from the top whack whatever they used to get called, mm-hmm. Titanium X, yeah. Mondeo, and gave you it in a van. Why are they not giving me a heat freaking steering wheel? Well, you can also get cool steering wheels now in Mercedes, oh which is fun. I don't like any of that titty-tat. I get upset with having even parking sensors beeping away at me, telling me what to do. If I want to ram that... It's kind of when you're halfway down. And you know what, Ian? <laughs> you know what, Ian? And looking at the standard and immaculate condition of his Subaru, he doesn't need bleep bleeps, does he? Well, no. No, there is that. You're in fact, one of them. I'll be taking you home in a different Subaru because the race car has got... I've got an engine warning light now. Um, it needs to ride it harder. It's warning because it's going, you t- you treat me too nice. I, I rode it very hard. I'm I made it from the NEC to Swallowfield in one hour and 16 minutes on a Friday afternoon. Um, it got a... Weshing tooth. Proper wallowing. <laughs> it was, yes, sitting at 8,000 RPM. But it's, do- it's done more, more miles in the last... Uh, seven days and it has in the last probably 15 oh, years. Yes. And to throw into question yes. one, so the other car is a Hyundai Tucson 1.5 petrol turbo Tucson. thing. I think, it's, I think it's a Tucson, you know. Tucson, Because it's named after Tucson in America. Is it? Yeah. Mm. And we were it's looking like at, we were meant to renew it in... in Didn't I tell you that the other day? No, I knew that all along. You I, told, I said this to someone else and they were like, you said it. Cool. Yeah. We're meant to renew it in January but we like it so much extended it another six months so let's mm. see what we pick next because it's too much nice. Anyway, we need we need to go to question two because there's a lot of hybrid stuff falling at my price bracket which I fancy yeah, playing with mm. but then once you start looking at hybrid money and you're paying for hybrid toys you start then coming into like R-line Volkswagen family carriers mm. and you're into that like oh yeah but they're going to have auto wipers auto lights it's going to have sat nav I don't want it come I on just now want something with a transfer box we had a Polestar in today very nice. We overtook one in the motorway. First time I've seen one in person. I really want one. I don't care if people say it's a Volvo. I think they're cool. They they're awesome. mighty quick. I mean, so obviously we cool. overtook it because Subaru, but they are I think they have quick. like an American kind of chunkiness to mm. them. Whereas well, the Tesla doesn't. The Tesla's a like, sleekness. I think that's the shape that Elon Musk was originally trying to go for with the Tesla truck and then so. failed. Yeah. Because mm. it just looks like... I know it's not a muscle car, but when you're behind it, I just feel it has more presence on the road than a Tesla. But mm. I do love Tesla. Mm. But I think when you see a Polestar, if I was just to look at a car and not care what it is, I'd go, that looks more me. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do like modern Volvo. Says in, the guy the driving a van out of Tucson. So <laughs> yeah, I said it right this time for him. Boom. Um, so question two. The first car you ever detailed for money. Uh, could be 20 years as a child. Could be or, yeah, all sexual okay, favours. So the first car I ever detailed for money, I think... Think. Sexual favours. It's either because I don't know which way around I got it. He's it's either say it's his dad's metro. No, <laughs> it's either going to be a Porsche nine four four. Ooh. Yeah, which was um. Was that for money and or I'm drugs? I'm going to sound posh as hell when I say this. It was the gardener's car, but <laughs> I don't have I don't have a gardener. We were moving from one rental property to the other, and I couldn't be bothered doing all the weeding that you need so you get your deposit back. And it was right. cheaper to pay a gardener and get my big deposit back than it was to just suck it up and get charged a horrible bill. So the gardener came round and as he was doing it see me polishing my car and went i've got 944 how much to do that mm-hmm. or it was a say it leon in yellow Ooh. yeah Coop and right. i went to that customer's driveway to do it and he's still a customer today high five to you dean sutherland cool beans cool beans. Doing, by the way just if he does list this he's kicking ass and taking names he's doing very well nice he's just bought a gym he's doing all his body weight stuff and he's selling supplements and got a plumbing business and somehow done all that through covid so well done mate cracky cracky shout out there Cracking on because uh, we're running. Ten short questions. Time. Yeah, yeah. In three seconds. <laughs> Minus dream car. Version. dream car. Dream car. Dream car. Oh, this is the one I couldn't do. So let's just say something like Eleanor. Okay, uh-huh. that's a second Eleanor. Yeah, that's who was the other DJ. one who Eleanor? I know you wanted to detail Eleanor. I think. Well, I think I'll have an Eleanor to drive because I'm. <laughs> I would love to choose like an Aventador or something like that, but I think if you turn around and said dream car, the money in that and it is all mechanical, just fantastic. I yeah. just have to have Eleanor. I have to. I do. I do like cars from those days. Do you know Gordon Keeble's one hundred and seventeen thousand pounds at auction today? All right, one hundred and seventeen. <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of sorry, American engine English mm-hmm. car. Um, question four. How many bouquets? Oh, uh, two. Two bouquets. So yeah, just you don't because do we're, a pro, we're a prosumer... Well, yeah, I use three. Prosumer brand, <laughs> so we still teach the basics. I don't want to go too scientific. I believe in them all. I understand them all. But we still just teach people, look, if you're going to do it at home where you don't have all the tools to do a really good pre-wash and stuff, mm-hmm. then let's do two buckets and a separate one for your wheels. Just keep okay. it simple. So hang on, a separate one for your wheels. So you're really saying three buckets? 
if you're doing it all at the same time. Unless so you empty out one of those two some buckets people after you're done. Or, or yeah, you do the wheels so first. If you're, yeah, it's three buckets, Overall. one for wheels, two for the two-bucket method. Yeah. And cool. you rinse no foam from the bottom up, period. <laughs> Ian's twitching. <laughs> I still wanted to have that question that we deleted that you got all stroppy about. <laughs> oh, let's see if we can finally do the 10, then you can ask me a stroppy question. Uh, well, I can't even remember it. It's just it was different in the training Ian guide. Never what Ian thought. He's never forgotten it. Um, so, a ceramic or a wax? Uh, if it's from me, it's a wax. Yeah. Well, it's much easier than shaving. Um, or it's AM hybrid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> did, did you hear Did you hear a commercial? I haven't done it yet. Uh, Come on. <laughs> We're like five Buy minutes over the dedicated time. <laughs> <laughs> uk. Use coupon <laughs> AMD15. <laughs> uh, Ferrari or Porsche, there's no wrong answer. Oh, Ferrari. Because it's got V8. Or many other Vs, just the Porsche. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, honestly, I haven't driven them. I've been a passenger in both. I get the driver's car-esque of Porsche mm-hmm. and all the heritage. The Ferrari's but drama. unfortunately, I'm a senses driver and I want the bra. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Subaru Mitsubishi, there is a wrong answer. <sighs> unfortunately, mate, mm, Subaru. Definitely Subaru. So it's good, good for you because Pet Solberg, legend. Pet Anything Solberg he drove was ace. So also, I'll take the Ford Focus RS. And I'll <laughs> okay. take... Any other thing he drove? Well, Colin McRae was yeah, also he was a legend and, and Ford. Oh yeah. So um, and and he's God from bless Scotland. Him, Richard Burns and Richard Burns, indeed. Yes. What's happening with all the greatest? <sighs> How are you still alive? I love you, man. Yeah. Jesus. Well, he's also he was like a DJ before he started. You've actually met him, of course. He's got a son well, as well. He's in the America. Them and his son's kicking ass. So uh, his son's in But America. I'm trying not to plug too much. Yeah, but it was fine at Subaru. You can plug what the hell you like with Subaru. Yeah, he had to do all that because of COVID. And they had a nightmare through COVID. Like most of all the Islandic stuff just gave up and then they got a false false positive or whatever you want to call it. And so they yeah. isolates and had to miss... Anyway, the guy's still kicking ass. He's racing for Hyundai at the minute. It's incredible. Hang on. I, what, Petter or Little Petter? <laughs> Petter doesn't race anymore. No, I'm about to say. Okay, because he was, he was Subaru in America. They were doing that series and that was... Is that what clobbered with the COVID then? Because mm? he was racing... No, I think it was the Hyundai they got clobbered with. Okay. Oh well, I will Google. I will Google flex or repairs. Uh, okay, so let's not let's take all the Rupes training thing around. Detailing I will try and tell the quickest story in the world. When I started detailing it, and long throw DAs came out, so it moved from rotary to long throw DA or dabbling with. Mm-hmm. I have small hands for people on the cameras. He really does. Here is the microphone that, for. That, oh, here is a Galaxy S. They're Went quite for a comparison. Well. Other phones are available. It's yeah. fantastic. Uh, that, that, is, that is an iPhone 3. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> for other people. And um, so at the time when Flex very first came out and Rupes very first came out, I could only fit my hand comfortably around a Rupes handle for what we did back then was a 12 to 14 hour shift because we were stupid in starting mm-hmm. out. Um, so that's why I picked Rupes. That was literally the only reason why. Yeah. Handy in a Pringle can situation. Hmm. Yeah, once you, yeah. So, Rupes. And your dream car to detail? Would be an Audi A4 or an S3 or something super simple that I can just smash with Rupes wool and get correction level in one step. Come to my training. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on, that's your dream detail. Honestly, mate. Something you can, make, can Audi, make look awesome. Something I can make look awesome and get top white dollar for, of course. Why do I want to sit... But- the most boring thing in the world you can have is something that turns up 99% already detailed and you go, oh, I can Fact. make a little bit yeah. of a difference. Someone no, brings you, me, want, like, you want the interior covered in mould. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Yeah, exactly, right? It's going to look fantastic having this, oh, my God, amazing car. And doing. There's a reason, well, two reasons why I don't do it. One, there's not many where I am. Yeah. And any that I have done have been a bit of a pitter. And that's coming from a gentleman that understands, I would like to think, the majority how to overcome most of those pitters. Yeah. What I enjoy the most is when someone who comes in and they've just managed to afford the RS4 or the S3. You know, it's right at the point where they're pushing their boundary out and they've managed to wangle the deal down, but it's full of, you know, random deep scratches and wash marring. It might have the odd swirl mark, which is the mark left by a rotary, by the way. Language. Uh, And then I can knock it all out in a simple step, but get decent money for it. Cool, cool. That sounds like no, I think I think they just the, the detailing equipment of uh, house SOS. Yes, yeah, yeah. the customers <laughs> turn around. Like the reaction you're going to get from that is is better, I find. Yeah. No, even okay. when you I, 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 I see it. in the background, Westlife comes on, everything, a key oh, change, you stand yeah. up. It's yes. the smoke. It's yeah. the smoke from Dude. the corners that make No, make that's the not. That's just, I left the car and idle. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I've sent you a car. <laughs> um, so, final question, because yeah. we ran out of time a while ago, but final well, you've question. You've got to ask the dodgy question as well. 
Uh, <laughs> no, I, I can. I know. I know what it is now. It's come back into my head. Let's go. Okay. This stuff is amazing. Um, Sunday drive or Sunday detail? Sunday drive with the family. You bring the family along off to a beach. So many Jacob, people use right, this an excuse is, to avoid the family. Here we go. Sorry, right. I've only bought a catering. Well, because I work and travel, I don't get to see them. So when I get home, I try. Mm-hmm. I like to think Sarah and I have create quite a good little life we have internal balance. webcams that's what you can do i can see any room in the house on my phone oh, so when doggies. i'm out and about i can do it yeah, i can see the doggies no, i can so see the fact, milkman i hate a beach that's a discussion for another time sam yep. gets everywhere but jacob loves it and weirdly he's converted me to liking his experience of a beach how so much does he weigh turtle shaped sand pits and the dog goes nuts like she just loves running around in the sea and it's just a cool experience what you can do and i've seen this being done in ireland is is you can get a crab fishing line strap said child to the line sit on the pier where there and is they fish no, for crabs and you, you basically use them for for, for bait but, but when the sea's out they're not going to get eaten by crabs and they still have fun in the sand but you can stay on the pier which you can usually even drive onto so you have no sand anywhere oh, child mate. is having fun you're still technically in control but on a 25 foot line and if they do misbehave leave them there for the tide to come up boom crab dinner now uh, we trying to uh sunday or saturday drive okay. and we asked jacob where do you want to go today and he has beach, specific beach, names for because well, he has all the beaches oh, so it's like captain yeah. turbot's beach which is one with a lighthouse mm-hmm. and all the different ones and it's like do you want to go to the one that has the burger van oh yeah daddy <laughs> likes that one <laughs> putting ideas into yeah. his head do you want to have a hot dog maybe with the chili on burger. top possibly burger, burger. say the hot dog <laughs> <laughs> daddy likes that one so the contentious million dollar question oh, uh, was, was question? it was the oh yeah it was the order of decon so yeah um, oh, you yeah. have fallout you have i'm already know my answer okay do you want it just so we yeah can yeah sure. H- hit me with that range right so you do all your washing first don't care what your washing is so you've yep. got washing hit it with tar yeah right the reason generally tar deposits are larger boom yeah correlates in in it's wait, 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 wait. pointless let question. me let me rip it all out go so on, then you can either come with it so generally tar deposits are larger yeah generally unless you're going eco Mm-hmm. Right, the chemicals that are in said solvent tar remover, which we're all generically going to use, uh, do a much better job at melting behind and on top of the tar spot, and it's in your microfiber, so you kind of melt 365 degrees. Mm-hmm. If you use an iron fallout remover, whack, you're basically acid washing your car. I know solvents are an acid, but and they then begin to dissolve the tar because of what's naturally in them, so you end up clumps of tar, not melted tar. Mm-hmm in your microfiber and if you're just ironing and rinsing you're wasting your time iron and agitate this is a microphone just dropped it it's not it's a pencil which now has no i could drop this microphone no 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 god's sake oh (laughs) so yeah tar remover and you wipe with a microfiber yep then you rinse it all off yep iron goes on Mm -hmm. and you agitate it if you want use a microfiber wash mitt or a noodle mitt boom boom, boom. and the two bucket method you can do that with a thicker consistency tar uh, iron remover like i don't know a certain brand that may or may not be at the stables. Um, and then you rinse all down, then you clay bar with the one you only need to use for water. Oh, my God. Who is this guy? <laughs> is there any alternative? Method? Yeah. Uh, just get You're going to have your... Which is why it's a pointless question yeah. and we don't bother asking. So it. we can have... <laughs> There's nothing contentious about <laughs> it. No, so, for now. example, if we if this is the extended Patreon version... I mean, we could, we, could start, we could start with a rotary and just, you know, take all the dirt off of the rotary. Mate, it, would, it would be a... Sh- Ideas, Let's though. just get a rotary stick, one of those clay mitts on it, yeah. and go hoo ha! Blap! Oh wait, there, sorry. There, 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 there's a video out there of that. We won't go into that. That's all right. Wait a minute. You telling me you're going to use something with force rotation and put a whoa, whoa? That is a big noise. I've done just the back of it. Oh <laughs> dear God! Before we go down this, but to pit. go on that, yes. just to do a side side, if I may, I am aware of countries. So here we go. That put tar remover first before they even wash. Yes. And rinse, and it's because that country has large deposits of tar. And if they were not to do that, so the principle is only to get rid of the large deposits of tar as big as your thumb, not to get rid of the tar we have here in the UK. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if they were to not remove that and they do even all the pre wash and the, oh my God, 150 million bucket wash, mm-hmm. those large chunks of tar would get stuck in their mitt and create damage. So right. that is, as well. That is the reason they do it. Yeah. Yeah, and I know of some people that believe in using an iron mover like mine that's thick consistency. At pre-wash, I've seen. At pre-wash. But if you do in your pre-wash, they use it as a soap because they know they're going to machine, so they just do it that way and then they need tar. But once you're at that point, it's just like meh. If you reach the end goal, who cares? Yeah, and if your machine polishing is totally different from if you're just doing a maintenance. And all yeah, that. but if you're doing a maintenance wash or you're just doing waxing yeah. and sealing and all that sort of jazz, just just do the bread and butter, guys. Come on. Yeah, keep it simple. 
Corbyn's well, Alan, thank you so much for venturing. We didn't even talk about that here. before either. Like no, 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 no. That, totally that was off the... Yeah, I'm about to say, you two. I mean, Ian's now got his romantic eyes on that. It's, the I table call, is rising. It is rising. I call them the romantic eyes. It's, it's, it's aroused. How much do you think it would rise that much? <laughs> if you enjoyed this, then please ask for the extended version. <laughs> <laughs> and weirdly enough, it's not me that's extended this. Usually no. they go, Alan, you talk too much. Yeah, no, well, I'm always responsible for mm -hmm. all things. I get mm -hmm. told this by my partner. I get told this by colleagues. I, I'm the root of all errors. Um, Ian got so distracted, he hardly pushed any buttons. No, it's true. We've been like... <laughs> <laughs> Just for Dom, that one. <laughs> um, but anyway, Alan, thank you so much. Um, I know you have a weekend of heavy petting with uh, the Rupes guys. Yes. Um, which is happening at Design by Detail in Swallowfield, which is like Reading, but down a bit. Um, I've got to drive you through the night there now. Thank you. And uh, we shall uh, pick from a selection of lovely Subarus. Uh, actually, only one's not got an engine warning light on, so I know which one we're going to take. Excellent. We're going to be in Fozzie. Um, smells because the doggy. light doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, no. Is he in the just ball, for the giggles? In, no, no. We could do like on the road version. I've got 15 yeah. minutes to a 30 minute journey for a family dinner. <laughs> yes. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sorry, family. It's, no, no, no. They didn't listen to this. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the weird thing is he's a cook. Um, so um, that, that lets me say goodbye. And I want to also do a little shout out to all of our listeners. This second series has totally taken off and it's been an absolute joy uh, getting lots of feedback and messages and comments it's cool and stuff that on bit, it. Isn't it yeah it's i missed lovely. that bit about youtube it, it's warm and fuzzy and it's not venereal which is kind of the good sort of warm and fuzzy and uh so thank you very much for listening thank you very much for those guys who've shared the podcast on their own feeds and um obviously do more of that because that's good um and we're really looking forward to the next series we've got some exciting people lined up we've got some less exciting but potentially interesting people lined up and we will be back coming into your ears in the new year uh with that i suspect new year being 2022 my God, life goes on. Anyway, it is goodbye from me. It is goodbye from... Thank you, bye. That would be Ian. And... Do you want it the short version or the long version? Uh, the good version. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> oh, no, you can have me back whenever you want, guys. This was good fun. Oh, well, you're welcome back. Thank anytime. you so much. As long as everyone enjoyed it, then I'll see you all soon. Ciao. Marvellous. Bye-bye all. Bye-bye.